Hello, strong, feisty women. Some of you may recognize my voice. I'm Celine Yeager, host of the Hip Play Not Pause podcast. Throughout my career as a professional health and fitness writer and now a podcaster, I hear countless questions from women who are trying to understand how their ever-changing hormones impact their sports performance. So we decided to serve up some answers in a brand new series called Hormonal that we will be releasing on the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast feed. Throughout this four-part series, reproductive endocrinologist Dr. Carla DiGirolamo and I will be tackling topics like periods, the pill, pregnancy, and conditions like PCOS, all from the perspective of sports performance. If you aren't already, follow the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast and stay tuned for our first episode releasing on April 15th. Also, have questions you want answered? Send us a voice note at speakpipe.com slash hormonal and we'll get it answered on the show. You are listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a show for women who are chasing their everyday and epic adventures. This podcast is hosted by Christy Moan and me, Katherine Taylor, and powered by Feisty Media. Hey y'all, it's Catherine here and I am coming to you solo. I'm actually in the middle of packing, getting ready to head out on vacation tomorrow morning. I thought I would be heading to Rue de Vermont uh, this weekend earlier in the year. However, uh, I had three friends that had big birthdays this year and when you know it, they picked this coming weekend for their birthday celebration. And so since that community is really important to me, I am going to hang out with them. We'll be hanging out on the Gulf Coast of Florida. Um, Probably not doing a lot of bike riding, but having a good time and connecting with people in my community. And you may know Christy is in Ireland. She has been hanging out there. Um, Michelle Duffy's wedding, and then she's traveling around the country. So she... Seems to last last Instagram post I saw there was something about Guinness, so I think she's having a good time over there. I can't wait to catch up with her, her and hear all about her trip. Okay, hopefully you all have been watching. It'll be over by the time this comes out, but the Tour de France, um, Fams affects Zwift. Oh my gosh, what great racing! And tomorrow is the gravel stage. I'm super excited about it. But the thing that I've been most excited about is really watching how the women's field is elevated in cycling and how people are celebrating and putting money behind and cheering for the women. And it's really exciting to see. You know, we had Kate uh, Varanaugh on the podcast. If you didn't hear that episode, you should go back. She's the director of women's strategy for Zwift. And she talks about the whole story of how that came to be. And then even probably about a well, it's probably during the pandemic, we had Catherine Bertine on the podcast and she talks about the whole story of the fight to get a Tour de France Femmes there, you know, and, and how they started in 2013 with the petition. And then, um, no, it was earlier than 2013. Um, but the 2013 La Course started and podcast guests like Ali Tetrick have raced La Course. So it's just been unexpectedly emotional to watch it, knowing how many women have really advocated for that for so long and how how visibility and cycling even if you 
don't care that much about racing, how visibility and cycling just creates equity across the board. And so we've been saying all along, but, but when we celebrate like a win for, um, women in one sport is a win for women in all sports. So I hope you've been watching. If not, go back and catch some of the replays. You're able to watch it on NPC Sports or Peacock here in the U.S. Okay, so speaking of races, the podcast today is a little bit different. Christy was at uh, Crusher and the Tusher before she left, and she got a bunch of little clips at the finish line, and that race sounded like it was insane. It just sounded really hard. Um, Somehow they go up two mountains, but only go down one. So um, it just sounds like it's a really challenging course. It it brings out some really tough cycling. And so you're going to get to hear some of the women that were in the field that were racing that day and hear a little bit about their experiences. So I'm really excited for you to hear these like little mini clips kind of like unbound, except for this time it's Christy with the microphone instead of me. And then really exciting news. We are going to be announcing the date for the 2023 Gone Graveling Festival on August 16th. So I'm very excited about that. We've been working on making it even better this year from all the things that we learned last year. So I can't wait to announce the dates. It will be around the same time, but not exactly at the same time. And I hope some of you can plan to join us there. So be on the lookout for that. All right, I'm going to ta- stop talking because I need to pack and I am going to get onto the podcast with little mini episodes uh, from Tusher and the Crusher. Crusher and the Tusher. I said it backwards. Oh man, when I don't have Christy to correct me. All right, you guys, talk to you soon. To live your healthiest life possible, you need to understand what's going on inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source your body. Inside Tracker was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. It provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live a longer, healthier life. Inside Tracker can also calculate your biological age, which is the rate you're aging compared to your chronological age, as well as ways to lower your biological age. The thing we love most about Inside Tracker is that they give you recommendations on things you can control to optimize your health like food, supplements, workouts, and other lifestyle choices. And did you know that you can use your HSA, HRA, and FSA to buy any Inside Tracker plan? Which means you can purchase Inside Tracker using your tax-free dollars. Oh, and it gets better. For a limited time, you get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store when you sign up. So if you're ready to get a crystal clear picture of what's going on inside your body, along with the science-backed recommendations to optimize what's not working, Visit InsideTracker.com slash Feisty. That's InsideTracker.com slash Feisty. I don't think there's any way better to start some of our Girls Gone Gravel Tusher Crusher Crusher and the Tusher coverage than talking with the Treva Whirl. Hey Treva. Hey, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Oh my gosh, I'm having so much fun up here in Utah. <laughs> the Kansas girls goes to out al- the Kansas girls go to altitude. Oh my gosh. All the way up here I was like taking pictures. Good job, Utah, you did great. <laughs> Utah fit on the show for us today, right? Yeah, it's so beautiful. Talk a little bit about how packet pickup went yesterday and how the athletes are feeling out there. 
Oh, they're actually a little scared, like always. I mean, it is a grueling um, course, but they were all excited to get out there on it. I actually feel like, to be honest, seeing them come through and actually picking up their packet and seeing the excitement from new people to people that have done it all the years, it is actually, it's really cool to see. Nice. This is your, what year is this for you out here? Second. Uh, what's your favorite part about this event? Packet pickup. <laughs> and you know, we always ask the athletes, what is their um, post-event meal or drink? What would Treva World's post-event meal and drink be? Anything Mexican and food and um, a good um, gold, golden jacket. Yeah, Coors Original. All right. Thanks, Treva. Yeah. Thank you, Christy. Okay, we are back, and we're going to be joined here with Michelle Duffy and Becca Sands. These are two of the masterminds behind the Lifetime Grand Prix Series. Um, they're behind a lot of things, but in particular, as it pertains to today, um, we want to talk to these ladies. Um, we've got, this is stop three on the tour. Uh, Becca, can you tell us about uh, what you think, how, how things are going today? Well, there's two great races going on. They're really close. Keegan has a lead, but there's 13 um, in the chase pack um, catching him. Um, Ruth and Sarah Sturm, um, Haley, and Sophia all look really strong out there. Um, so it's two great races that are coming together. And Michelle, um, what are you thinking about today? I've just enjoyed seeing the change-ups unfold all day. I mean, one of the challenges with this course is how remote it is, and it's kind of always been a mysterious as to what's unfolding out there and we've got some team members that have like pinging us with updates and timing splits and we've just been seeing those names shift in order all day which is a little bit different than what we've seen throughout the series so far. Do you two know what the women's record is for here? I think it's like 450, 4 hours, 52 minutes or something yeah, like that. You did just call it out but I know that they are on record pace on the women's side. Okay. Right now. And last year's winner was Sofia Gomez on a mountain bike. What did she ride today? A gravel bike. You think that was the better choice? It's it's look up, like she looks strong out there. <laughs> well, the word on the street is that she rode her mountain bike last year because she didn't yet own a gravel bike, and now she does. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll just blow up this major race and win it on my mountain bike because I don't have the other equipment yet. That's pretty much what happened. Um, well, what's you guys' uh, what's your favorite part about Crusher? Well, I got to get on course a little bit yesterday, and it was my first time. It's been my first time in Beaver in general, and I think getting to interact with this community, like I love going into all of the small communities that we have, and it actually really surprised me. The terrain has surprised me. I felt like I was familiar with the event, but you're really not until you see it. Um, so, I, yeah, just getting to know the Beaver community and the landscape here. It's atypical for what you expect when you go to Utah. Definitely a lot more lush and green than I ever saw. Nice. How about you? I'd say the beauty, the landscape, it, the pictures of the event um, don't do it justice. Which is crazy because the pictures are still really good. And then you get out here and you're like, wow, it's even better. So, awesome. Thanks, ladies. All right, we're here at the finish line with the uh, infamous Kristen Legan. Kristen, how was your day out there? Oh, it was great. Super, well, super fun, really hard. Um, definitely a hot day out there, so suffered in the heat. But always nice to finish at a big crowd and get to see everybody at the finish and see how their day went. 
you've got some sweat stains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Climbing up uh, the second big climb, it was just baking in the heat out there, just like full exposure. And um, But, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely hot. But then we got up into the Aspens and got some shade, and that really made a difference. And How was the wind? Uh, not too noticeable. I mean, actually, it was really, I was super thankful for the, any headwinds we got, especially on that climb. Um, but, yeah, there were a few sections. It was nice, like, on the lower section with pavement it was good to get into a group there and just take turns um who did you spend the day with mostly um i had a great climb that super hot climb with melissa rollins and got to chat and just kind of suffer together so that was pretty fun and then uh finished with rose grant and just you know tried to sprint at ten thousand feet and that did not go very well but uh it's good to get to finish with some strong riders i have a feeling coach Kristen's going to start learning to do some sprinting yeah i guess i can't just ride my bike for fun anymore i gotta start working on those sprints because that's the second one i've lost on the line so well um i'm glad that you had a great day out there it's always good to have you on the show thanks christy Okay, we are back, and I've got uh, snagged, chased down Crystal Anthony here. It wasn't wasn't too hard. She just finished a big ride. How was that? <laughs> but, well, I fell over after I finished, so that's how. <laughs> yeah, I actually felt really good all day out until I crossed the finish line. But you had a great, great day out there. I did. I was super happy with that ride. I I just rode my pace the whole day and. Um, I think I was probably back in like 15th at the bottom of that climb, the second climb, and I just knew to like ride within myself. And the aid stations were amazing; like that really helped to have more than even they said they were going to have. Well, and you're coming. You came to here from from Arkansas. I did, but I did come out two weeks early. Uh, thanks to my friends for letting me hang out at altitude for a couple weeks, so that definitely helped. Did that make a big difference? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Did you get to pre-ride the course at all? Had you already checked it out a little bit? I did, yeah. My friend and I came down last Friday, and we rode everything except for the circle, Circleville loop. So that really helped, too, to just know what was out there. So driving the van up here today, we come up into this resort area, and I was like, okay, this is just mean. You knew that was coming. How did you prepare for that? (laughs) This last class? (laughs) Fortunately, we did pre-ride this, so I knew it was coming. I mean, I guess mentally I knew I was climbing stronger than the people behind me. So I was like, you might not like this, but it's actually the place where you're doing well. So (laughs) to actually enjoy the climbing part. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. Well, congratulations. That was a great race. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. All right. I just uh, bumped into Is King. Um, Not that she's uh, hard to miss. But I haven't heard about your race. How was it out there? Oh, boy. Uh, that was a knife fight. I think from that first right turn when you start going fast, it was like immediate damage control. I felt like I was fighting from the back the entire day. Um, I normally love to stay in climbs. I had COVID three weeks ago, so just this was kind of the first effort back, and I'm happy to finish. That was I went uh 20 minutes faster than last year and last year i was six and this year i was probably 20 something oh my god are you serious so that shows the caliber of the women i guess uh making us all step our game up which is which is awesome did you come out early at all i did not so i got here uh yesterday or one day before um so yeah so it was for a sea level dweller (laughs) did you feel like that elevation affected you at all oh yeah like you're breathing you're sucking out of a straw immediately um 
And it's just also like the top end power. As soon as you go over that limit, you burn a match and that match does not come back. Uh, it was, I mean, it was an awesome day. That downhill was way more fun than last year. I had a blast on that. <laughs> well, I mean, this course, I think, definitely plays to your strengths with, the, with the climbing. I know. I think I was bummed with the timing of COVID. Like, this was one of the races I was excited for. Um, so it's an interesting feeling of, like, being really proud with how I did, but also disappointed in, like, knowing what I maybe could have done. Yeah, for sure. Well, COVID's been a reality for a lot of people this year. So cheers to you for coming here and crushing it. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, um, we got another live one here at the finish line. <laughs> Kate McLaughlin's joining us. Alive. How was that? Well, I'm barely alive. You say live one, it's like questionable. You, you got a heartbeat. I have a heartbeat. It was a pretty hard course. Yeah. Um, felt shorter than unbound, though, so that was good. That was a positive. How, how did your legs feel today? Um, felt pretty good. I sent it on the first climb, went out pretty hard, and I didn't maintain it. But I'm still like happy I made that choice to go out hard. And after Calder Crash, it went by pretty quickly. Actually, the last like 15 mile stretch or whatever it was. Yeah. Well, you joined the uh, Women Who Crush panel yesterday that Ride or Die Collective posted. Um, you said you said that one of your thing was to just go for it. So that was kind of the strategy. Yeah, and that's exactly like, my, in my head the whole time. I was like, well. I'm just going to leave it all out here. And I actually thought a lot about how we all talked about, like, you can't, you don't dig as deep if you're not in a race. And it's, like, the only opportunity you get to, like, go as deep as you can and empty the tank. And so I thought about, a lot about that. And that's what I did. Congratulations. Good job. Thank you. All right. I have caught up with Rose Grant. Rose, how was your day out there? Wow. Um, well, I, it was okay. I I definitely had obvious limitations, and you know I don't know if I could use elevation as an excuse or or what. But I do think it probably for sure played in. But um, I just really tried to you know ride a smart race and keep it steady and ride within you know what I what I knew I could maintain, and I did that. Um, it was kind of a mediocre place I don't know where I finished but um, it's okay yeah it's okay yeah. you did it yeah yeah it's another another you know relatively solid result and yeah hopefully room for improvement so. how was the cold to crush it was actually all right I made a really smart choice in my opinion by putting a 38 to front chain ring on because I have a 44 10 by 44 cassette and I, I was so glad I did that going up that cold to crush. I just kept it steady, and um, yeah, it was fine. And I bet you enjoyed the descents. I loved the descents. <laughs> I think those are the where, where it really plays to the mountain bikers' backgrounds here, is as, as those descents. It does. It, I mean, that's, you know, there's, with a good variation in, in athletes and different backgrounds, it's obvious, like, who's comfortable on the dirt, on the descents, and who's not. Well, congratulations. Good job today. Thank you. Okay, uh, this is a fan favorite on our show here. We've got Rach McBride. Hello. How was your day out there? My day was awesome. I had a really good time. Um, I went really hard on the first climb, and that was fine. <laughs> uh, I, was really, I was worried that maybe I'd overcooked it, but then... Um, 
Yeah, I just I just felt really good all day and strong. Um, went down, had a little gra- like a dirt nap um, on one of the hairpins on the descent. But wow, it was beautiful. I was probably- the, the the fall was or the course. The f- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I probably could have been a little bit more graceful on the fall, um, but uh, just the the scenery was just amazing well, this, this was your first time crushing correct yes my first time here and uh the i was grateful going through the town going through was it junction function whatever the town is down over there <coughs> that we like loop around uh i didn't know about like i don't know really anything about this course i was totally going blind i knew like there were two big climbs and that was about it but uh, I was grateful to be with um, Melissa Rollins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Melissa um, Rollins. Yeah, Melissa Rollins on uh, on that part, and she was just like, "Just so you know, the next little bit really sucks." <laughs> I'm like, oh, "Okay," and I was so grateful for that heads up because it really sucked. What what really sucked? It was like super sandy and really hot, um, and so it was just like a slog. Oh. That's probably what they call the tar pits or the sand pits or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I should be more familiar with this course to do these interviews. That (laughs) was definitely the most terrible part of the ride. And then, um, yeah, the second climb, I was just, like, picking people off and just, like, I put my tunes in. Uh, so I had some entertainment and some some push to get up the hill. And then, same thing, I knew that... um, I had gotten some intel that the last like 20k you really needed to like save something because it was not, you know, you finish that climb, but then you're still like climbing and climbing and climbing, <laughs> especially the last five. That last, here yeah, blah, is insane. Yeah. It's just like it yeah. doesn't stop and it just get, keeps getting steeper. Um, and I had a little bit of a battle in the last kilometer, um, which I lost. <laughs> It. But it was cool. It was just cool to be like feeling strong and picking people off yeah. in the end. So um, before we depart, I gotta know what tunes you were listening to. What was in, what was in your ear? Oh gosh, I have a super random playlist that has any anywhere from like techno. I just put a Pantera song on there. So <laughs> it's like pop to Pantera to Nine Inch Nails to like Riot Girl and punk. We need to get you some people's punk band on there. You need to hit up Tim. Yeah, 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 totally. Oh, that'd be amazing. Well, thanks for joining. Yeah, my pleasure. This is this is crazy. It's no, I don't send questions. This is all impromptu. Bye, ladies. Okay, um, I am here with Linda Garrett, and this is crazy because Linda's going to be able to tell us um, how the day went for her and for some of these racers from the inside out. How was it out there? It was amazing. I think. the heat was, I think, a big factor for a lot of people. Um, but I, I was amazed actually how well they were handling it. So I heard that. I heard that the aid stations were key from several of the racers that I've talked to today. Yeah, I, I think when they were coming up the coal, uh, there was definitely some water grabbing going on, and just some like as they're coming up towards the aid station, they were like definitely crying out for whatever they needed and the kids were out there just doing the best they could and it was amazing to watch the kids actually fill the water bottles while they were moving so the guys would come up open the open the water bottle cap and then the kids would fill them multiple water it was cool 
Yeah. That's nuts. So the community, the gravel community is amazing. You know, and, and I think everybody pitches in. And, and to see the young kids do it is uh, is great because that's our future, right? So, How does this, um, this event compare to some of the others that you shoot? Well, all of them, oddly enough, or maybe not oddly enough, but they're all very, very different. They're all very unique. Uh, they're unique in course, obviously in the course. Uh, the surface is different no matter where you are, from the Flint Hills to this kind of stuff, to the gravel is just different all over the country. Uh, there's a lot of gravel, but it's all very different. And um, I think, although there's the same, similar type of people that come to all of them, there's just a different vibe for all of them. And, it, and it's just mainly how it's all set up. I think um, the organizers aren't trying to match another ride or another race and they're just doing it the way they think it should be done so then they're all very unique and I think that that's what draws a lot of the people to them because they're all gravel events right but they're drawn to them because they're different I love that I mean I think that's what makes that's what makes the gravel community so vibrant is that it's always so varied yeah it's uh and it is a vibrant community and it's a very supportive community uh, to listen to, there was a couple of riders that were definitely coming up the coal that had just cracked. I mean, cracked in a big way, and, and they're just talking and sharing and, you know, sharing stories on the way up and stuff, and they're keeping themselves motivated to get to the top. Um, and having talked to both, you know, both of those people that I'm thinking about, they were on their own, they were going to stop. And so then they were all kind of like joined together, like we're gonna get to the finish somehow. I don't know how, but we're getting there. What's uh, what's the next stop for the Linda Garrett photo tour this summer? It's a good question. Um, you know, it's uh, it's always a blur. Like every time I'm at an event, it's always like, where am I going next? What am I doing? Where was I last week? Um, yeah, and actually, I was speaking of last week. I was at a an event in my own backyard in Colorado last week called the um, Bighorn Gravel. It's a brand new event, and uh, kind of when they advertise it a little bit, they kind of uh, speak to this event here, saying that it's kind of the magnitude is about the same. And I'd have to say that that's probably true, but they're once again very different, very different surfaces, all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, so. I honestly can't tell you where I'm going next. <laughs> well, I know I'll get to see you, so I look forward to it. Likewise, and uh, I do know where I'm going next, though. I'm going to my computer to edit, so. There you go. Thanks. I just, I have a mic in my, I carry a mic in my fanny pack now. <laughs> I literally, that's what, yeah. It's, it's not designed. It's like the little mics. I have, I have that. Have but you seen them? They're yeah. tiny. I have one in, in here too. I have both. But you can hold it. But Catherine says that these work better. I'm like, it's it's too much pressure. Okay, if you if you don't know from that laugh, I've got Sarah here with me. My cackle. My hey, how was your day? Superb. Just super duper. Actually, no, really was. I felt really good. It was lovely. Um, and it ended well. Yeah, it ended well. Well, I felt bad a couple times for sure. And it was very hot. And then I was very crampy in my legs. Double leg cramp is the most ridiculous looking thing 
you'll ever feel or see. Someone. Where in your legs? I get them like inside right on my that, inside knee. That yeah. sucks. It sucks. That's where I, I just was like, oh, here we go again with the Iceland race. I had a double leg cramp and got passed for the win in the last 45 seconds. And it sucked. And I was like, oh, this is going to happen again this year at Crusher. But I uh, held it off somehow. Well, you uh, you crushed it. And, you you know, I think the... Well, I was telling Tim on the drive down here, I was like, didn't know I was going to get to see you, so I'm st- stoked you were here. But I'm like, Sarah's the best. She's just so cool when she finishes an event, and your stoke is real. And and the woman that came in um, second, Emma Grant, you didn't know her, right? No, no. I met her and then Haley, both racing. Um, Haley and I met during Unbound. Um, during Unbound, I was having some... Um, computer issues and she and I were riding together for a while and my maps were off and then she like goes up ahead but she was at one point she was like hey if your computers don't work all and I'm ahead of you I'll just leave a computer for you in the feed zone and she did like the chaos of unbound Haley was thinking about my navigation and I've never, I had never even met her, and she's just really lovely. And I, I was just telling Dylan, she's such a good role model of like what a competitor and like a good sport is. Well, I mean, I could be wrong, but largely speaking, I think in particular the the women's field feels, although competitive, often oftentimes there's really good camaraderie. Yes, absolutely. Um, there's some lovely live music now. <laughs> I feel like every interview I've done, there's like the music starts right. But yeah, the, like um, Emma was really encouraging today. Um, I we, you know, she has some descending to work on, as she said. <clears throat> but she's that girl's so dang strong. Should we go down? Okay. <clears throat> it's honestly kind of nice. It's gonna make everything I say like it has like a little extra. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, I'm just really impressed with the women's field. You know, they're, it, you go through so much out there that like when you finish, no matter what place you get, it feels like family, truly. I know that sounds cheesy, but it really like, people are like crying at the end of it. Like it's so much emotion that you go through. Like you're pushing yourself, it's hot, it's hard. Like there was so much climbing in so few miles and it was amazing and really hard. Well, Burke wanted to make it harder. I think initially it was 100 miles, and Neil Shirley talked him out of it. So next time you see Neil Shirley, tell him thanks. (laughs) Thanks, Neil. All right. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. You have been listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by the team at Live Feisty Media. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating. It really helps other women find the podcast and be sure to follow us at Girls Gone Gravel on Instagram or Facebook.